Parental discretion is advised. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Donate as little as a dollar an episode to get your name in the show and access WMS Gold content. Check out our page at patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show or click the link on our site. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's that time of the week where we all gather around and talk about guys getting sweaty in a four-cornered ring in tights that's right it's the most heterosexual podcast on the internet it's wrestling mayhem show 420 uh i am of course sorgatron at sorgatron on the twitters with me as usual is my trusty hetero uh sidekick uh dj lunchbox what's up everybody that's correct it is dj lunchbox i am available for parties and also bar mitzvahs uh so check me out at the papa lunchbox on the Twitters, uh, you cannot afford me. The Papa Lunchbox. Sorry, I'm fixing your title because I realized I didn't. I have the old information here. So, uh, but there you yeah, are. Sorry. There you are. Also with us is <laughs> the Riz. Also around here in the Pittsburgh, PA area. I also have a Z in my uh, name, but I have two E's. <laughs> Which is still messed up, and I don't understand it, and it confuses me so. Sorg, are you, are you high? What's wrong with people? I have had my name since the beginning. Are you high? I'm not high! Even Why though it high? is episode 420, but it's maybe we'll do a little bit of Rob Van Dam appreciation. So in the meantime, this is hey your now, Wrestling I Mayhem show. I also have my original Twitter name, motherfucker. You can find me at DJ Lunchbox, but it's not as funny. <laughs> awesome um but anyways you can i I don't know which one to to add anymore but you can find us at wrestlingmayhemshow.com you can find our audio and video on itunes stitcher spreaker uh youtube as well on blip tv via uh on the roku via the blip tv app actually and on blip tv of course uh you can also drop us a line to that email address at Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. 412-206-WMS0 is the hotline if you want to call that up. Uh, you can also tweet us at Mayhem Show. We're on Facebook. We're on Google Plus as the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And you can also join us on the Wrestling Mayhem Show group on Facebook with a lot of conversation. Most of the conversation is going on right there. And please leave your comments on iTunes. Leave your comments on, uh, on, on the YouTube uh, Wrestling Mayhem Show. Let me know if you think Riz or Mad Mike are less uh, racist than they were last week on the TNA wrap-up. Maybe we'll get that to a little bit later. Uh, but we got so much content. Indie Mayhem Show, TNA After Shows, Raw wrap-ups, and whatever other random stuff may come up during the week. Clips from other shows, old interviews with so many people. Some people may be murderers. We'll find out, hopefully, in the near future. Thanks, Jimmy Snuka. Your your wife was wonderful um, to talk to. Whoa. Realized how that wow. came out. Uh, that, what? That, 
Oh, that was awesome. Uh, um, and also, as you saw at the top of the show, we do have a Patreon. It's value for value. If you dig the show, if you like what we're doing here, uh, if as some of the emailers say, if you like when we bring the funny and you want to support the show directly, go to wrestling. I'm sorry, patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. Um, and of course, there's a link over there at wrestling mayhem show.com for as little dollar a uh, episode. Uh, we can, uh, uh, we have extra stuff for wrestling mayhem show gold, a little bit of that uh, in between stuff. Uh, us, us off script other than that we were really on script uh talking maybe less <laughs> wrestling a little bit of other stuff uh and we're hoping to do some more content here in the near future so thanks again wrestling the wrestling revolution.com who's also the w revolution on uh the twitters as well and of course boo diggity woo, woo! so uh thanks to those guys for supporting the show directly opening up their wallets and uh helping out there um a little bit of money to help uh get get things taken care of around here and we really really do appreciate it so let's get started the only way we know how and that's with the fan mail and i believe our first one's by dustin dear nation of all things involving honest dissection of wrestling based media uh, from uh, the year or so of interacting nice. with you fine folks on, a, on a, the podcast, we can all agree that I am unique in my wrestling fandom. I'm willing to admit that while there are numerous faults involving TNA, as you guys usually talk about on Thursday nights, I am much more a fan of their production than that which WWE provides me. Really? Perhaps Wait. I am just a glutton for punishment, but it's a testament to our individuality individuality it's the same thing I, the, yeah but it's not it's like a smaller budget and it feels a little bit different and the lights are blue that's what i take away from it um anyways one thing that i am that that i am different on is the bray wyatt character while i enjoy the promos that he cuts i am not as crazy uh, about him as most others like the entire crowd that sings the damn song um Perhaps it is because I was more interested in his cult leader potential, but the creepy factor that has been uh, my uh, the undertone for everything involving him was deflate, has deflated my enthusiasm for things involving the Wyatts. This uh, could be due to the fact I am not heavily into scary movies, but it was just something I wanted to share. You know, uh, the... I can't think that it's a you like scary movies and that's it. I, I think so. Is identify that it is that crazy cult character um, mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Do you have you guys have any thoughts on that that comment on his take on the Wyatts? I uh, I don't like scary movies either. Mm -hmm. I've never been into them, um, but I love the Bray Wyatt character. I think it's it's fascinating and different because it's so well done. Mm -hmm. I think um, I think that's the thing. But I can see where he's coming from. Because on the flip side, I do like um, like thrillers. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't like horror movies, but I like I love like Seven. But it's mostly Seven is mostly cerebral. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think you yeah. get a lot of that with the uh, the Wyatt family. You also like Six, as we mentioned earlier. You know, and I think it's more that again, it is cerebral. It's something different. You know, it's not a typical character, but it is very much a character, right? But it's a very yeah. I want to say a real character. It, he, he says it, it is a cult. It is a cult figure. And what I, I, I think makes this work and what he thinks doesn't make this work is the fact that there is fan interaction with 
Bray Wyatt. As some heels tend to try to exclude themselves from the pack and try to exclude themselves from the fans, Bray is embracing the fact that he is controlling the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, and the crowd is by his side. And he can do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants. And he knows that he has, in character, brainwashed the fans. Mm-hmm. And that's why this character works. If Bray Wyatt, all he does is sing that one song over and over again without that those fans cheer uh, singing along with him it fails okay. because he is supposed to have that cult following mm-hmm. it's so interesting that's the biggest that's the biggest difference a lot of people compare uh bray wyatt to Waylon mercy but the biggest difference mm-hmm. between bray wyatt and Waylon mercy is that the crowd likes bray wyatt yeah yes yeah certainly and also uh we have comparison of the brood which i don't I don't want to get into. But there's three of them, Riz. There's three of them. They there's must three be of them. Questions he has, Dustin. Uh, number one, with uh, with having to uh, live life on life's terms as of late, I have missed out on a lot of wrestling. Can you think of an event or show that you really wanted to see but couldn't because of real-world issues? For me, it was uh, WrestleMania 25 at Reliance Stadium. I tried desperately to get off for the weekend, but was impossible due to my brand-new daughter. Uh, I don't know about specific events. I can't recall. Maybe? I, I thought that was you saying that, Sorg, and I was like, gee, wait, what, Brent, what? <laughs> you don't have a daughter. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but no, but no. For me, I, I, I think SmackDown. Like, I had a lot of. Uh, well, one, we didn't have UPN on our satellite system, so we couldn't see mm-hmm. SmackDown when I first started. And then I sparingly caught it, uh, uh, living where I was for school. You know, and sometimes I've had classes on Thursday nights, so it was just impossible. And then, you know, trying to catch it, you know, on tape or something uh, was was very hard at the time. You know, we didn't have DVR like now. Um, so what about you guys? And I'm sure there's something that I had to work on a Sunday when I was in high school and, and missed a pay-per-view or something. But um, other than that, I don't know. can't really think of, uh, much too much else. Uh, I forget what pay-per-view it was. Uh, that was in Pittsburgh that one one year. Um, it had it had that weird picture of Stone Cold Steve Austin like misshapen and like coming out of his that face. That was unforgiven, and I was there, and that sign was freaking scary. Yeah, that I, I was supposed to go to that, and I didn't go to that because um, I had bad grades. Oh, um, so I had to stay away. The Riz Riz was grounded, grounded. I was Riz, I was, yeah. Resounded? Resounded. That doesn't work as um, well. No, it doesn't work at all, sorts. Why'd you say that? He was grisounded. Man, that could work. Um, but but I really <laughs> wanted to go there, and we, I did buy the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I was just saying... I want to go there. Why can't I be there? I want to be there. 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 And it just decided it was just so sad because I wasn't there. Yep. I just need to study harder, I guess. Question two. Question two. What? Uh, what, what? Wait, wait. Did you not do one? 
Lunchbox. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I, I did. I thought I did toss to you. No, no, no. It riz. It's a riz. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, uh, I worked a job for a while where I was on call a lot, and so I would uh, uh, I would miss pay per views, and I would also have to leave like in the middle of pay per views, which you remember, Sorg. Yeah. Um, which was the one Royal Rumble where Edge came back and Eamon spoiled it for me, which I love to give him shit for to this day. Um, but uh, on the flip side of that, uh, you were talking about. Um, I think it was SmackDown because you didn't have UPN. Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, I stopped watching rock wrestling for a while when Monday Night Raw became a thing because I didn't. I straight up did not have cable. Yeah. Not at all. I was I was out of the loop for a long time, and then um, my uh, my aunt, I think it was uh, my aunt and uncle, got cable, and on very special nights, I could go to their house. And sit and watch it in their basement, and that was amazing. But I rarely knew what was happening. Same, same here. I, I was bitten by the oh, you don't have cable. Why are you watching wrestling? Bug as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I was, was still getting the magazines though. I did for a little bit, and it just like faded off. You know, like I, said, I, I have to say, like there's a period in my teenage years where I'm not entirely sure what I did. Because I stopped watching <laughs> wrestling, I, I wasn't playing too many video games because I didn't get a Super Nintendo, um, and the Nintendo powers didn't make sense to me anymore because they were Super Nintendo stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I honestly cannot tell you what I did for a few years in my like like junior high to early high school. You know, like that's right, folks. Episode four twenty of the Wrestling Mayhem Show. It's a joke. I'm implying that you smoked pot. Oh, which I did. Oh. Which, which, which was not the case, by the way. Which was certainly. I, I thought you were going to finish something Lunchbox. Nope, nope. That was it. Question two. Uh, we hear the term overbooked thrown out by a lot of fans. Can you explain what the term means in your mind as well as examples of when it helps and hurts matches? I think the term overbooked comes up when a wrestling fan reads dirt sheets and thinks they know what all these terms mean. Mm-hmm. That's my take. I always thought, I always thought overbooking was when... Uh, it seemed like a, a storyline or what they were doing with a particular character like lacked focus. I, you know, I always feel like, I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know what, what, what's meant by that term. Uh, but I feel like it's, uh, uh, when you have a match where too much shit is going on in it, as in, there's a oh, run in yes. by, there's a run in by this guy, and then this guy runs it, and then this happens, and it's all screwed up, and nobody really knows what's going on. <laughs> Half of ECW. Bless you, Riz. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I was trying to say TNA. If anybody was... oh, I heard you. It, it, my, the sneeze got in the way, though. Um, mm-hmm. TNA. Sorry, Dustin. It's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, I mean, they do have a lot going on. and Sometimes it seems like too much is going on. I, I, I guess the term can be applied to... Uh, mm-hmm. When the storyline gets in, in, in the way of having matches at all to me i don't know you guys have any other thoughts on that it is a very delicate balance that one has to walk to be both entertaining and you know interesting you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and also i mean you can't man cannot live on bread alone 
Man cannot and leave by on bread. I mean professional wrestling. <laughs> I, the way I see it is, if you're going to start out a promo, mm-hmm. and then cut to commercial, and then have that same promo continue from that spot, and then Unless... cut to commercial again into a match mm-hmm. because of that promo, and it takes thirty Unless... minutes to do that. That's kind of overbooking it. Unless that promo is Paul Heyman saying over and over that his client def- uh, defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Or it's who, armbar. Who? Armbar. Oh, yes, that, I'll give you that. Armbar. Yeah. yeah, I want that. I want that. Excellent. Number three, uh, with all the talks of the industry uh, of a boom period seemingly around the corner, what is it that you feel will be the catalyst to set off the proverbial powder keg that will lead to this wrestling revolution? I wrestlingrevolution.com, yeah. by the way, a little plug out there. Ah, ah, I don't think yeah, it was intentional. They're a Patreon user, so we just want to make sure they're happy and mention their show a lot. Um, there's <laughs> a lot. Hey. Um, I think Daniel Bryan's the boom. I no, I think it's happening. I think the wrestling has returned to pro wrestling. I, and I think your your boom period is the rise of ROH. I think that's been solidified and, and, and acknowledged by WWE.com by showing off, hey, Sarah Ray, guess what? She does. This is the appreciation of everything we knew all along going to Riz IWC events, watching Ring of Honor since the beginning. That dream has been realized. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, and you guys brought up a lot on the show, and otherwise, the great interview Paul Heyman did with uh, on the Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, and he said um, ECW was successful because we went out there to change wrestling, and that happened. Ring of Honor, if nothing else happens, I don't know if this is a stated goal for Ring of Honor, but they changed wrestling. Over the years, it took a long time. It took guys to start with them back in 2002, 2003. And here they are now, 10 years later. Some of them have had their runs and they're leaving and walking off and marrying some uh, diva. Uh, but still, it's happening. Your, your, your Shields, your uh, Daniel Bryan, your Cesaro. I mean, if that doesn't say, hey, we're winning the game. These guys we've been supporting uh-huh. are, are the guys, the, the next Hulk Hogan's or, or whatever you want to call them. The next Stone Cold's the next Rocks. They are, guys. John Cena is going to go away. I want to say in the next few years, or at least be de-emphasized, your, your Seth Rollins and your Daniel Bryans and maybe a returning CM Punk are the guys that are going to be next. You know when that boom, when you, when you were talking, I, I found a good idea of when that boom exploded. Mm-hmm. When Cesaro threw the big show out of the ring at WrestleMania. The biggest stage yeah. of them all. Yep. Yep. One of the in, one of the indie guys, quote unquote, picked up one of the older, more established people in the business, the big show, and tossed him out of the let's just say his ring. The Andre, and, and with something as as much as the Andre the Giant name on yeah. the match. I mean, that's, that stays a lot right there. Mm-hmm. I have a question. It just, yes. 
are we considering a wrestling boom, wrestling being super good, or wrestling being super popular? I think it's a change. What What is the, the, the change? I mean, you, you can, I, and I think it's both. I, I think a boom as far as just an explosion. Uh, because I, I agree that wrestling is as good as it has been in a long, long time. It's It's fantastic right now, and I enjoy it thoroughly. As far as it being as popular as it ever was, I think there's still a way to go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's not going to get to the point where they're going to sell out or they're going to like you know do what they did with the Pontiac Silverdome and just sell that place out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Because well, we're well, we're talking, we're still talking about the company that does do seventy to eighty thousand in a stadium yearly. Yeah, that's true, but that doesn't mean what it used to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can put on a rock concert ratings, with ninety thousand. I'm sorry, Riz. Go ahead. I was going to say there are rock concerts now that top what rest what WrestleMania three has done. You know, Bobby's got there some stadiums. There are stadiums that seating capacity is over ninety thousand. Uh, Bobby, you're bringing up some uh, good. Good points in the chat room, and I know you're sitting there on the hangout on mute. But go ahead, Hi, un- Bobby. Un- go ahead, unmute yourself. I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this because uh, I think I think I kind of agree with this. Um, okay. okay, hi, hi, everybody. Hi, hi, Bobby, Bobby. FJ Town. I have no no longer silenced, no longer ha- handcuffed. I am a good soldier, like David. Just Sandler. tell me what you're talking about in the chat room. Okay, <laughs> and then no. you um, forget. I, I was, I was, um, I mentioned that uh, we're in the network era now. I think this should be called. Um, people that watch wrestling as a kid, they want to relive the old days and watch like Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage, which was on tonight on the uh, WrestleMania uh, Rewind show. Um, but it's leading them to possibly discover the new superstars uh, of the network or of the of the WWE, like Cesaro, like Daniel Bryan, and, and it, it it's it's good for business basically. There's at least there's wrestling for everybody, I, and you know, I, and I submit to you guys this. I mean, we talk about so much about uh, all this fun stuff that's happening in wrestling. Uh, there's a Japanese invasion happening right now between <laughs> Ring of Honor and a bunch of other indies going mm-hmm. on right now. This Bullet Club that somebody's mentioning in the chat room, like everything going on there. There's a lot of choice, and, and, and no, they're not getting huge, huge, huge numbers at these shows, but still good numbers i mean i mean aj styles is talking about how he's impressed with uh the 1300 that showed up at the iwc show you know uh back in meadville uh you know so. uh, uh inspire pro uh, our buddy amen's involved with that we're going to be talking to one of the co-owners tonight on the indie mayhem show are are pulling uh uh i think in the upper hundreds uh, uh, of people at least i think over five six hundred i think were the numbers i was hearing um and this is a new company a new company Right. Um, you know, versus other companies that we work with that are just now kind of turning a corner on on, on maxing out their potential uh, for an area, you know, and where 200 is a good number. Um, and, and seeing these companies do this, there's a lot of choice. And I think there's a lot of discovery happening now. And, and when you say boom, a lot of people are watching wrestling. No, they're not all watching the same wrestling, but they are watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you said about the Japanese invasion. Mm-hmm. There's possibly, if the rumors are correct, going to be there's there's going to be a Japanese invasion in NXT soon, mm-hmm. with so, possibly uh, Prince Devitt and um, possibly Kenta coming over. Because there's some 
crazy stuff going over on in Japan. Japan had a had a resurgence with New Japan mm-hmm. over the last few years, uh, and this has been happening. You know, it's been ongoing, and so, and savvy internet kids like Eamon have been uh, telling all of us old fogies about it, and now we're seeing it. We're seeing that there. We're seeing it in so TNA. It, we're seeing it in Ring of Honor. We're seeing our local indies on on that level. Um, I, I mean, that's. I think the boom is variety. The boom is you know, like you it, say, uh, LB, good wrestling. It's not just hey, the WWE's doing really kick ass, but it's, mm-hmm. it is showing. Sorry, Riz. So I was going to say. So are we going to say that this isn't really a boom as it is more of like shock and awe where there's a lot of shit going down yeah i I like that big explosions in different parts of the world and different areas of the united states and in different parts of the country and everywhere around the world and And it just happens to fall all this is happening at the same time the wb network you're right about the network area era era, bobby um you have so much choice not only can i do that i can go throw a subscription at an indie now and go watch however much chikara or czw or ring of honor that i want um can we call this the internet era yeah of of wrestling, I agree with you. Because yeah, because yeah, we've had the internet to discover all of our Ring of Honors ten years ago. But but the this whole over the top thing is happening. This whole accessibility is happening, and not just everybody stealing matches on YouTube and 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 BitTorrents. Um um, you know, actual legitimate access to a variety of no, wrestling. None of us ever did that ever. <laughs> nope, nope, never, never, never. Yeah, legitimately. Um, from the chat room, uh, this uh, Bullet Club fellow is saying ROH will be the biggest due to mostly on uh, free broadcast TV. I did, and you know what? No, no, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Just like like uh, WWE dominates the cable. Obviously, TNA can't get even close when they have freaking Hulk Hogan at the helm, right? Um, uh, uh, Ring oh, of no, Honor no, no, will do what? Ring no, of Honor. You, you can't you can't say that uh, that TNA can't compete with WWE because WWE rules. TNA was putting out a crap product. That's why they couldn't compete with WWE and cable ratings. Yep, yep. <laughs> Say it's not. It's more than just a Hulk Hogan. But no, no, it's not just that. It's also promotion. I think it's also promotion because how many people wondered where Hulk Hogan's been this whole time? Wonder where RVD's been this whole time? There's more going on there. People are not finding the channel people, and finding the other wrestlers. People are still wrestling. wondering where RVD's been this whole time exactly. <laughs> after last night's match. Oh my god. Uh, WWE, WWE has uh, no free TV over the air broadcast rights in the USA. They just right, they did they did have Ion until I think they just they don't have that yeah. deal anymore. It's a, the main event is exclusively a, a WWE network. I think <coughs> right now I haven't checked my Ion. I, I don't have cable, so I can I've been watching main event, you know. Um, but I don't think Saturday I don't think that's a factor. I think TV. As a factor, as you as anybody thinks about it, as in having that Monday night slot, having um, um, cable, having TV, this is not a secret to success like it used to be in the 80s when WWE used those, when WCW used those to build themselves up. Um, it's There's more that needs to be placed in it. Uh, WWE is now the thing, and everybody's now fighting the uphill battle. And I don't think anybody can knock them off. You know, everybody wants to, you know, you got another billionaire Ted that throws a lot of money at the situation. And it's, these guys do it the right way, you know, until these guys folder big time. You're not going to see anybody else rise up. These guys are the NFL of their sport. 
Um, and I, I don't think that's going to change. So now what you're going to have is other people are Ring of Honor can be plenty successful without being a billion dollar company. This is not the bar. This is just mm. the this is the the Google to the uh, startup companies. I'm, I'm mixing show metaphors. I know. Um, but uh, it's it's still and TNA is the the uh, potentially future failed startup company, you know, with all that backing, you know, Um Let's see, what else does he say? There was a go ahead, I, go ahead, I, go I ahead. I want to throw this in here. There was a time when, um, when like, uh, like he said, uh, free, uh, free over the air, you know, uh, network TV was the be all and end all. It was, mm -hmm. it was bigger than cable, but it's a different era now. Yeah. And the ratings that network shows put up are impressive and more consistent, but, uh, they're not really the shows that get talked about anymore. I mean, for every person that's talking about the Big Bang Theory, you have five people talking about The Daily Show and ten people talking about Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? It's a different era because there's more accessibility. So I don't think you can put as much emphasis right. on right. Uh, free, over-the-air over the uh, television as you used to be able to. So right on top of that, LB, um, there's actually a good discussion about you know the ratings they get on network TV. You, you, you think in your mind network over the air nbc cbs is the top thing because of free over the air tv plus they're being on cable basically those are big first four things people look for their entertainment not nearly what it used to be the ratings are are, are plummeting the problem is not just because it's it's this network this network this network it's this network this network all these networks that are coming on cable that you're paying for you know, that you've never heard of or never flipped to. Uh, plus, you have the internet. <sighs> Television constantly is saying, I am competing with the damn kids in their video mm -hmm. games, the damn kids with their cell phones, <laughs> with Twitter, with everything else. It's Eyeballs are going popping. a million different ways. And it's who's going... People... Uh, again, I'm reiterating from a tech podcast. Every, uh, uh, the winners are going to be the ones that are most efficient and get enough eyeballs and get the most important eyeballs um, to work their way. That's why so many of these indie companies, independent companies, not making millions of dollars, but thriving enough to survive with your Chikaras, with your Aspire Pros, presumably, with your, you know, all these other ones. You have plenty of they're doing really horrible. You have plenty that should be doing well, and I don't think they're making any money. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity now. We've heard now reality TV is exploding with wrestling. You got Billy Corgan with his his group that's going to be coming in from the side door. You're going to be finding a lot more of those kinds of companies finding that side door of reality TV. Now that Total Divas and Legends House and potentially a new Tough Enough are a thing, everybody's going to want their Tough Enough. Everybody's going to want their Total Divas. And everybody's looking. It is a boom because now all these networks want wrestling in some fashion. Mm -hmm. You ever thought you'd see wrestling on AMC? No. It's kind of crazy. All right. Let's, hey, we're still in an email, guys. I love these. I love when <laughs> Dustin writes in. I love these things. Um, that's it for me, guys. Sorry to have been a fan in the past several weeks, but family comes first, even if I am thinking of you, my friends. Regards, Dustin. Oh. Excellent. Hey, I want to throw a shout-out real quick. Our friends Slice on Broadway right here in Beachview, uh, neighborhood here in Pittsburgh. Uh, the South Hills of Pittsburgh, actually, right along the tracks. We got the, the – yes. There's another email. Yeah, yes, no there is, and I'm getting to that after the break. Okay, what? all right. I didn't okay. know. What... No, don't yell at us, Sorg. We're just trying. Yes, to... there is. There is a 
readjustment to the format, and you should just follow along. Good sir. Wow. I know it's episode oh, 420. Sorry. I know it's 420. <laughs> You're a little hazy. I can tell. It looks a little. I apologize. Sm- I didn't. I didn't get the run. Uh, it's a little smoky sorry. from the look of your shot there. Um, just, just go talk about slice on Broadway. Slice on Broadway, the perfect place on 420 for one for one thing. Um, <laughs> what's going on there? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm trying to clean noise? my camera. I don't know why it's so messy. That's so weird. That's so weird. These noises are happening right now. Um, but sliceonbroadway.com, they support this show. They bring, they, they better. They look they, better. They help us. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks great. It looks. You don't. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Do you still want some pizza, buddy? I got blueberries, but thank you. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, they they've been real cool to us, and they're actually going to have episode 200 of the awesome cast next week. There on Thursday, uh, the the 29th, I think it is. Uh, look for information on that. We're going to be setting up a Facebook group. I'm sorry, a Facebook event here soon. So if you want to join us, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, celebrate 200 episodes of Talking Tech in the Pittsburgh area with us, please. Uh, uh, and uh, other great stuff coming up, of course. Uh, they've been super, super awesome. Um, so now we do have another email, and I believe Riz, you have called this one. Mayhemers. Hi. Hi. If I were to tell you that there is a small bearded champion who is married to one of the female competitors, what company would you think I was talking about? Okay. Uh, if I were also to tell you that cha- were to tell you that champion was being haunted by a former tag partner who is also a monster and wears a mask, what company would I be talking about? Uh, if I were to N- say NBC, NBC. That, that is a good as a good answer. Uh, if I were also if I were to also say that an authority figure who goes by a three-letter name formed a faction of a guy he used to feud with who is young and considers himself a playboy and a former MMA guy who just returned, is very muscle-bound, and doesn't like pants. What company would I be talking about? CNN. I know this joke. I've heard it before. If you answered WWE or TNA, you are correct. Shit. That, that, yeah. What, what he's talking about is, um, I'm not going to say the name that we came up with, but there is another evolution featuring MVP, uh, Kenny King, and Bobby Lashley. Just throw it out there. It's evolution, name. but with, but with other people. Anyway, on to on to some questions. How much do you think that Tony Atlas sad clown painting sold for? Did they say how much they raised overall on that? I don't, I don't think they did, but um, if if you were looking at the like the montage they had. They had the guy that kept on looking at the painting and looking at the, the, the silent auction. And it went up to about, I want to say it was one, I want to say it was a, a clear 100 when they, when they first saw it. Hmm. When I first saw the little screen, it was $100. Hmm. 
um, other than that, I'm not sure where or how much they raised or how much the, the painting sold for. But holy shit, Tony Atlas is a great ass painter. Yeah, yeah, and even apparently he's, he's really good at cooking. Little guy with the foot fetish. Even though he he cooks a lot of uh, pigs' feet and parts, pigs that feet was weird. Chitlins. That entire segment was very weird to me. And and Have you I had I'm. I've, I come from a family where they cook the interesting part. Like, like I've, I've had deer hearts sitting in my fridge. We, we determined that uh, Legend's House is, is mostly food preparation. Yeah. Done incorrectly. There could be a, a WWE Network cooking show spun off from this, I think. <laughs> I would watch that. I, I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, let's be honest. It's just Roddy Piper fighting with a blender for an hour. <laughs> oh yes, that's good. Oh, and, then, and then him and him and, him and uh, Hacksaw uh, incorrectly trying to use a GPS to get food. <laughs> Anybody else have uh, any thoughts on that that painting? How much it might go for? I would have probably guessed it was probably around. It prob it might have grossed two hundred. I want to say it went over two. I believe it. I believe it. I'll leave it. Oh, are we playing the prices right game? Without going over. One dollar. Without one going dollar. over. One. One dollar. I bid one dollar. Oh, you one. 50 cents. Oh, shit, Bobby. God damn it. <laughs> you are so good at this. <laughs> no. All right. <clears throat> All right. Next question. Which piece of Michael Cool's attire should Elisa Fox steal next week? She used to steal his mustache. What? What? You already did. Oh. 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 Alicia Fox is a nice lady. I don't know. His iPad? I don't know. Jockstrap. His WWE app. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Next. Bobby? Yeah? You have anything? No? Okay. Which. Oh. Who is Bram and where the fuck are Sharon and Lois? This is a TNA Maybe thing. I'm out. Before, um, Bram is Bram is a gigantic bearded guy who is with Magnus. I don't know, and I don't know who Sharon and Lewis are. <clears throat> Next question: If you could pick one <laughs> weapon to LARP against the WWE legends, what would it be? Mine would be a paternity suit. That was Mad Mike's answer. That was not the Riz answer. Go ahead. Uh, I would pick a uh, foam coconut covered in duct tape. Sword. That seems right. That seems right. I, uh, (laughs) duct tape covered garden shears. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) There you go. Is that your answer, sir? That's my answer. Bobby? Bobby? Uh, Ill-prepared food. <laughs> Covered in duct tape. <laughs> Covered in duct tape, Stay yes. with the theme. And, hey, for those who don't know, live action, live action uh, role-playing, uh, LB, I know you know this very well with me, is usually things fashioned as weapons, usually involving PVC pipe and a lot of duct tape. And some mm-hmm. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Typically, oh, yes. typically, we used to padding. beat the fuck out of each other with those back in college. <laughs> yep, that was a great. We really didn't go for the rules and the RPG side of things. 
Yeah, yeah, we just like to hate each other. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Mine would probably be Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Covered in duct tape, a little bit of foam. Covered in duct tape and PVC piping. Mm. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Trial by like contact. A, a fetish porn like that. White Alchemist ending transmission sent from my iPad. I gotta think, wasn't that the basis for Knights of Bad Astem, though? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah, he, that, that, that was... Mm, don't spoil it, Sorg. Oh, but sorry. Sorry. My bad. If you haven't seen that yet, don't spoil it for those people. Don't, yeah, it's it's worth it. It's, it's worth it. Because it, it, that actually kind of... Kind of fits. What happened? Um, <laughs> Alright. Peter Dinklage shows up? Peter D- yeah, he's on it. He's starring in he's, it. He's, a, he's like the... He's like the one of the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like Summer Glau and um uh that one guy from community and uh, anyways. Anyways. Steve's on. Steve's on. Uh <laughs> anyways, guys, uh as usual, hey, we're gonna come back with Remember When. Uh but first we're gonna take a look at a little bit of the Zach Gowan story, uh finding Zach Gowan. Uh, the trailer here, you can get that over on uh, actually uh, joe-dabrowski.com. Links right there for the DVD and digital download version uh, by uh, uh, here at Sorgatron Media. We put that together along with Outsource Announcing. It was a great time. Uh, well, it's a roller coaster story, but it was great to meet Zach and, and uh, do some filming for this thing. And uh, I think it, uh, it's, a, it's a great story that I hope it gets spread around a good bit. Here's it, here it is, and we'll be right back. I'm going to talk about some things that I find, personally, I still find painful. See, it's kind of difficult for me to talk about because my childhood necessarily wasn't the best childhood. You know, I was in my own prison. I broke my leg in three or four places. He was diagnosed in October as having osteogenic sarcoma. We didn't know what that surgery would mean. I woke up as an eight-year-old missing his leg. It was definitely fate. I believe that led me to the House of Truth Wrestling Academy. But in in my heart, I knew that this is exactly what I was born to do. I finally found a place that accepted me. It was the most euphoric feeling I've ever had in my life. And here's why I finally let him and I go, listen, the WWE's gonna call you. Was completely overwhelmed. This guy has a definite future in his business, but I get to being a Piper's Pit, I get to go to the ring with, with Hulk Hogan, wrestling the big show, working with Brock Lesnar, to be in the ring with Vince, like this is totally insane to me. Nine months before that, he was just a fan. Nine months later, he's in the ring with Hulk Hogan. You can see this attitude change. He definitely got an ego. I rebelled and I acted out. People didn't want to be put in matches with him. Zach had so much heat. It looked like he was getting a living hell beat out of him. And that it was better that he leave or they're going to end up killing him. It definitely changed Zach. He got released. The drugs and alcohol become my answer to all of that. It just started going way, 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 way down the after that. Zach's drug use was out of hand. I feared for Zach's life many times. I used to have dreams that he 
closest I've seen to a human being I would be. The guy has a gun to my head. He went through a dark time in his life, and uh, sometimes people need to do that to learn how to live. He's been through hell and back. That's the important part. He's back. Zach's legacy can be anything he wants it to be. It's a journey unlike anybody's story I've ever heard in my life. I, want, I would want people to know the entire Zach Allen story and then, then judge Zach. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, and of course, check out Finding Zach Gowan over on uh, joe-dombrowski.com for all those options. Or zachgowan.com actually got a new website up for him recently. Uh, and it's got links to uh, all those uh, versions of Finding Zach Gowan as well. Uh, so to somebody who had a drug problem to talking about drugs in wrestling, because it is episode 420, uh, it's time for a remember when? What what are you doing? What <laughs> did I hear like keys jingling in the background? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how he did, did that with his buy? mouth. What what happened? When did you buy a didgeridoo? <laughs> that's, really, that's really hard to do for a while. Uh, well, sort. Uh, I that special remember when uh, song was because of our special remember when because it is episode four twenty. It is. And we were talking about the trippiest moments in professional wrestling. The trippiest yeah. moments in yeah. professional wrestling. Where things. You're supposed to keep going. This is music. The trippiest moments in professional wrestling. We're going to talk about them. When did wrestling just not make sense? When did they use bright colors? When was there inferred drug use in pro wrestling? What do you remember from those things? And of course, I got to remember. And I know, Bobby, you said you were going to take this one, but I said it first. Uh, but, uh, you know. Oh, no. Aside from the RVD stuff and everything, but uh, my favorite is the John Morrison slow motion, <laughs> slow motion entrance. Still my favorite. I'm sure he can't pull it off quite as well in the indies with those budgets. Uh, so I mean that that, that that really stuck out to me. Um, Bobby, did you have a replacement for that one? Oh, now you go to me and yeah. <laughs> come back to me later. Uh, what about you there, LB? I got three words for you. Oh, just three words. Just three if you words. Know what I'm talking about, you'll understand. If you don't, look it up. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Man, mountain, rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Okay. That's it. That's it. That's That's all you need. That's all you need. It's Man Mountain Rock. If you want to Google it, hell, if you want a little bit of some imagery, oh my God, there's a WWF guitar attached to this. There's a little bit of imagery right there. Why is Bastion Booger attached to this? Because Bastion Booger is what? Somebody wiped him there. (laughs) Wow. Bobby, Bobby, no. I got one now. All right, what do you got, Bobby? Every Ultimate Warrior promo ever. <laughs> <laughs> load the rocket fuel, or load, load the rocket ship with the rocket fuel. Yeah, when he said, like, he's talking about crashing a plane leading into WrestleMania Six was the nuttiest thing. You know, oh, yes. you know, the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Yes, it was kind of a shitty thing they did for him, mm-hmm. but the part when they have the wrestlers like talking about his promos and making impressions of the promos is the 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 bright spot of that DVD. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to admit that they actually used it in the the footage of him for after he passed away. The wrestler's talking about his That's promos. right. That's right. They did, which is really interesting, right? <laughs> um, what about you, uh, Riz? Um, one of the trippiest moments uh, was the mini Battle Royal. The mini <laughs> Royal Rumble that they did for Hornswoggle. <laughs> and just having like these characters come out looking exactly like their counterparts but only smaller. Mm-hmm. And I would probably say if if I if I saw that again, I would probably think I was on drugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what about you, Wheels? Mini Tista. Wheels. Forget Mini Tista. Wheels, how about you? Well, let's see. What do I got? I have. I'm going like right now. I actually. I have two in my head, but I'm going to go for just one right now. And I'm going to go for the Exotic Express. <laughs> it is! You know, that, that is perfect. That is actually perfect. Yeah, the lights, the lights, the dancing, the camera angles, it's the trippiest thing ever, but you enjoy it most. I really wish that thing so, actually went like coast to coast, just like the Lex Express does, did. <laughs> Does still does and still and still ended express in your town and yet still ends on the Intrepid USS Intrepid where he gets the body slam Yokozuna no where where you get to slam a bunch of uh, LSD (laughs) (laughs) that happens on the way that definitely happens on the way lollipop that's filled with acid Um, from the chat. uh, Don't be a lemon, be a rosebud. For one thing, Bullet Club says. but Robbie V versus Scotty Flamingo in WCW in 1993, a classic 420 match. Hmm. <laughs> uh, he also adds, "This is I had never heard of this one." Capital, <laughs> what Buzz? Capital City Wrestling Buzz. in uh, 1977 when Freddie Blassie uh, had a caged werewolf that they posted a big censored over it. The footage was so bad that the Capital City Wrestling has yet to post the footage anywhere. <laughs> What? The what? Did you say the wait? Sorg, Sorg. Read the chat like room. I feel like you said a caged werewolf. A werewolf. Is that what you said? Did you say werewolf? Werewolf. Yes, he did. Werewolf. You werewolf. couldn't possibly be saying werewolf. Werewolf. 
Where? This is madness. There. Yeah, was my user coming through? Am I saying this weird? Is it? Will no, you're tweeting. No. Became no, a I'm, I'm, I'm mainly making a joke. Oh. <laughs> you're not actually misspeaking. I'm just saying it's bonkers. It is bonkers. <laughs> um. So there you go. Let us know your trippiest moments. What is happening? In uh, wrestling, let us know. Comments on. Did anybody mention anything with RVD? Nope. Nope. (laughs) That's where RVD is. Sorg! I can't keep doing that. Sorg, you hear me? Somebody's talking to me. Wait, somebody's talking to me through the ether, through the internet. It's like he's. In the deep dark well of the internet, who is this? It's it's just me, your little old buddy in the mainstream media, calling to you far away from the top of my ivory tower. Apparently, without a video <laughs> camera in that ivory tower, that works. It's it's oh. sad. I I live a sad existence. I I want to share my favorite trippiest moment. I believe that this is ironclad. You can't argue that. The trippiest moment in professional wrestling history was the debut of the Shockmaster. That was probably the trippiest moment. <laughs> True. Very true. Cool. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Ooh, I, have a, I have a good joke. Oh, wait, no. Never mind. What? <laughs> nope. 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 Just ignore. Ignore me. Ignoring him to tell you about our friends. Hey, you know, in our place, you can support. Not just the Wrestling Ma'am show, but other indies, other 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 wrestlers that you enjoy that are no longer in WWE. Um, that's a weird way to put that. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, guys. ProWrestlingTees.com slash WMS. We have a store over there. You can get our stuff. You can get stuff, uh, uh, WMS logo stuff, uh, as well as uh, some great designs by the great Alex Cars of uh, ObsessedWithWrestling.com. Uh, good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Property of Mayhem, uh, all 1999. But what? That's not all. That's not all. Yes, you can support no. us. You can put some clothes on your back. You can be a banner. For the show that you dig here at the Wrestling Mayhem Show, but you, there's so much more. There's there's Macho Man Randy Savage stuff. There's DDP Yoga. There's Andre the Giant officially licensed merchandise over here. Uh, but not just that. You can check out. There was a great interview this week on Art of Wrestling about Chris Hero uh, talking about his life after the WWE, and it's so great to see these guys uh, finding so much. That he, this is a side note, but he wants to do wrestling consultation apparently for like like you know guys coming up and and working on their characters and, and you know new guys in indie wrestling apparently um <laughs> it, it's a pretty cool concept that he's doing but he does have a shop over there you can support the great chris hero <coughs> he's an independent you know and also you know i i, I pour out to the, these guys on wrestling because i you know i'm a lowly freelancer independent worker kind of guy in my field with video and web and all that kind of stuff so you know these guys are too and i love that that independent spirit and support these and, and, and a lot of it is based on you guys digging what they're doing just like you know digging what i'm doing with 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 you guys fans of the show and the clients uh but chris hero he's got a great stuff chris is awesome church fighting spirit uh go go pick up a chris hero shirt maybe an andre the giants shirt but don't forget to also 
get a Wrestling Mayhem Show shirt as well. Just put, just stack up your your stuff for you to wear at those indie shows, to those WWE shows, to those Japan Invasion shows, all that stuff we were talking about earlier. It's a boom! It's a boom. Um, it's like it's, you know what? Maybe it's not the era of the network. It's the era of the independent wrestler, uh, and this is our way for them to stay independent and the independent podcast. You know. Never know. Anyways, uh, so let's get into uh, some talk about uh, what's what's been going on lately in wrestling, guys. Um, I know I know there's some discussion we wanted to hit up here afterwards. I I, I can't remember. One of you guys said you wanted to talk to some about something after the break. Oh, uh, that's me. I did. Sir, that was LB. I did. LB. What was your topic on your mind? There, uh, it's not just on my mind, it's it's on the minds of many, many people, mainly uh, Vince McMahon, more than anyone else. <laughs> Vince McMahon is no longer a billionaire. Oh my! <laughs> he, lose, he lost uh, $350 million, which is a third of his fortune, in one day. In one day, it was the, I believe it was the day or the day after they announced the new deal with uh, NBC Television. WWE stock fell, oh, around 45%, which is insane. That is bonkers for a stock to fall that much. Um, now, I, I've, been, I've been looking into this. Uh, I'm sorry, it's 44%. That's it, 44%. Um, the business end of WWE is in trouble right now. Uh, the reason being is because uh, Wall Street in general and a lot of investors feel that they severely overpromised um, on the WWE network, profits, projected profits, things like that. They're being investigated by, as far as I know, two different companies. Um, I only have one book bookmarked here, which the uh, it's the um, Ademi and O'Reilly LLP. Um, they're in uh, their individual investor investi- <laughs> investigation. I don't know how to say it. They fucking look into stuff. In the investigative? Who, investigative, yes. That, they have alligators. They're they alligators. They're money, they're money alligators. Anyway, they, uh, they released a, um, a statement uh, just recently uh, that says we're investigating possible securities fraud claims against the World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated resulting from inaccurate statements WWE made regarding its business practices, financial statements, and prospects. Um, when WWE announced their uh, their deal with Comcast and NBC Universal, I'm sorry, I'm way out of frame. I completely apologize. Um, they uh, they ex they fully expected to uh, be making twice what the old deal was. Instead, it was only a 50% increase, which you look at it and think, you know, that's still nothing to sneeze at, which is true. But the fact of the matter is they promised a 100% increase and didn't deliver on it. Uh, you also have the WWE Network, which they wanted to have a million, um, a million new subscribers by the time they had the investor call. But the fact of the matter is they had uh, – I think it was uh, 660,000 roundabout. So um, needless to say, WWE is in a a spot of trouble right now. Uh, There's a very interesting article over at the Wall Street Journal where I was reading about it. Um, uh, Forbes has an article that focuses more on how much money Vince McMahon lost. 
And uh, Chachi actually shared uh, an article with us uh, from thepostgame.com uh, that also talks about how much money Vince McMahon lost. It's, it's crazy and it's unprecedented and it has the potential to completely change the executive landscape at the WWE. And yeah, so so what? There's, there's talk of people wanting to oust Vince, for instance. Um, and you're right; it, it's it's the overpromise, and they did go big, and they did make a huge gamble on everything. Um, and and it's not that I don't think exclusively they failed, you know, as far as businesses go. Uh, it's disappointing. the the biggest The bigger issue, and I see this all the time with tech, the stock market is. Um, <coughs> bipolar mm-hmm. it, may, it could be one way to describe it the, st- the stock market doesn't make sense the stock market is not rational okay the, the, it, it's it's gambling with your money with a mm-hmm. large company's money with other people with only their interest in mind if they're not making x amount of money from your money then they start selling and this kind of thing will happen. Uh, for instance, Apple. Can you really think of Apple really fucking up in the last few years? Not really, but because they're not making more money than they were last year, even though they're making more money than anybody else and have more money than anybody else, their stock goes down. Um, well, also the other thing with Apple is, you know, you're not going to see a huge plummet like this because they can deliver on their promises. WWE thought they could deliver on their promises, but as it turns out, not so much. True, true. But but still, like I still don't consider. I mean, the, the WWE Network is not a failure. <laughs> oh right. no, it's not. A, it's not a failure by by any uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But if I told you I was going to give you five hundred dollars and you were counting on that five hundred dollars, and I was like, well, I can go and give you fifty, you're going to be upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Can I get $500? Well, let's – sorry to intrude, but let's define success and failure with the WWE Network. Even though it's – you know, it, even though it's a good product, they have stated that they need 1 million subscribers to make it profitable. So for them, that has to – being profitable defines success. So they need a million subscribers to make the network a success. And here's a distinction from that because I thought that was about – we need a million subscribers by the end of the year. That's what I thought I heard too, though. That was the conversation. Um, but and, and now again, yes, whatever this deal was they got from USA uh, uh, Networks is not as big as they had. And this is weird because they did have that perfect storm of all of their rights were going out at the same time. It was supposed to be a huge bargaining bargaining tr- chip. So what happened? It failed. Nobody, nobody, no other networks took the bait. They cut. The, okay, so they didn't have anybody else biting for them. For, for not, not at the uh, at the numbers that NBC was uh, was offering. Uh huh. I wonder who WWE was hoping to play against NBC Universal. Um, were they hoping to play Spike against them? Were they hoping to play Fox against them? Those are the ones that keep getting name dropped. Then I hear this. AMC get thrown into mm-hmm. the mix. Yeah, and they just and, and they just announced the wrestling show. And, so. I, and I remember those AMC rumors regarding WWE, and we all kind of dismissed them as kind of something silly. And now it sounds like AMC's getting involved with Global Force. That's just a, a strange partnership. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear I didn't hear Global Force coming up in, with the AMC talks. Is that is that for real? Kind of rumored because they, they're doing that thing with Billy Corrigan's Resistance Pro. 
Oh, Resistance Pro, you're right. You got me. Okay, okay. You're right. Um, so, so they are getting involved <laughs> with something. Um, I'm getting I, all these rinky-dink feds mixed up now, Sorg. I think there's there's rumors, <laughs> there's potential rumors of maybe uh, Spike TV expanding their wrestling offerings um, or changing them. We talked about a little bit earlier. Um, people are, And like I said, people are interested in wrestling. Wrestling is in a lot of places and will be in a lot more places in different fashions, uh, I think, you know, starting this fall. Uh so, but I think also these guys realize we don't need to pay for WWE. It's not yeah, exclusive. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you could sit there and go, hey, WWE is offering me this, but that's way too high. But what about this little indie company that we could possibly help by throwing them a little bit of money that won't kill us, but it'll help them. And we could show wrestling on this channel. Mm-hmm. Now, now, granted, granted, Spike TV has very soft numbers as far as their their ratings on on Spike TV, but I still venture that they're they're still one of the highest rated things on Spike TV. I think you might be right, but everything else that is that's on true. Spike TV is like cops. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and for what they it, well, it, and and that's the game they have to play. It's they paid X for cops, and they're getting X profits out of the out of pe- how many people in the in the advertising that's the game they mm-hmm. play how much uh, a tna is a low production cost because most of the time they're in universal studios and they try to go out and i don't know how much spike tv is paying them that that offsets the price but still you know it, it's it's got to be in comparison especially in comparison to something like you know Bellator, you know, because MMA is just a little bit hotter right now. Um, so, it, and again, we see this with with regular television as well. It's how much is that show versus are we getting what we expected on it? Um, and and yeah, it, it, you know, this kind of lends to the hey, there's a lot more options. Maybe that smattering that's happening out there and that selection and that the choices of wrestling that's that's popping up maybe that was the biggest downfall maybe wwe as a corporation underestimated all these rinky dink outfits that are getting tv time now see on the on the flip side of that you look at look at amc like you said uh tna is very low production cost you look at amc everything they put on tv is gold. AMC is a very hot network right now. Right. And they're known for it. Mm-hmm. So they know they can put something with low production values like professional wrestling. I'm sorry, low production costs like professional wrestling well, uh, yeah. on TV and people will watch it because it's on AMC. Even more, low production costs as in reality television, which is what they're actually doing with the Resistance Pro. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that, that's an interesting thing. So like, what are you doing with this? I'm curious what the angle on the reality show is, is like, so you're going to have a reality show about the promotion that I can't see, which, or actually I can watch the programs online. So are they using the reality show resistance pro is their angle? Well, we're getting money to do the reality show and maybe more people will check us out online, which leads to, I don't know, DVD sales shows, people that come through Chicago and actually catch one of their shows. I don't know what the angle is beyond that. Uh, but still. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting time mm-hmm. for that. And you know what? This is one of those dangers about somebody like WWE doing a public thing versus they could have done this gamble. They could have been doing just fine. And, you know, Vince is sticking his neck out for himself, you know, with, with WWE Network. And they wouldn't have had this problem. But then again, would they have gotten to a point like this with uh, with 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 this 
board or you know with the investors you know uh the way that they do um i don't know i i, I still think WWE network's going to to pay off in the end uh when they do get millions and they do open up to other networks um, when, when they take it to other countries that's when it's going to be time big yeah. time because mm. people it has are to be otherwise more... they're, they're, they're screwed one mm. thing okay first of all other countries a a lot of them have better internet than we do. B, mm-hmm. are far, far, far more rabid for pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. They never get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not even they don't get it. I mean, some of these guys are getting like free pay-per-views already. You know, it's not a big deal. But just to have that access, I think, uh, you know, TNA does well. You know, I, I think that tells you. They, some of them, I think, uh, much like... TNA does a lot better in England. Because right. it's more accessible than WWE is. Okay. In, in England, they have more ports to watch TNA. Okay. Their pay per views are on are on uh, are free sometimes, as well as WWE's. But also, they have the impact and they have Explosion, which is the one that we don't have. It's kind of. It's kind of like superstars, um, but we also they also have just that different type of atmosphere that they don't get to see them pretty often. Mm-hmm. And as we saw last night, when they get a big show like Raw or or TNA or SmackDown or something like that, they go bonkers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I so mean, come on. Why, look at how many. So that's why once the network gets to England. That's probably where it's gonna, you know, flourish. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. But still, I mean, I think I think this is the company with the biggest gamble, the biggest over the top offering. I listen to shows saying about how oh these companies need to go over the top and and just get rid of the cable companies. WWE's taking that risk, and uh, it, it's mm-hmm. gonna be very very interesting to see what happens. So, and we and, and I will just throw one more thing in, Sorg, is that. Um, and I'm, I can't cite my source on this one, but I re- recall reading somewhere that uh, the network's, uh, you know, subscription-based growth, um, when you're looking at that, you know, that over-the-top segment of um, the internet, it, it's the fastest-growing over-the-top venture that there's been. Um, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, and and that I've seen it, that I've seen the the network be mentioned in the news outlets that I read. That it is crossing over, like it's making an impact. Either way, it's making an impact, and and, and I think it's reimagining what they do. Um, I mean, I I think you see a pattern when you see when when they say this is the most watched thing over the, you know, week. You know, there's some interesting patterns. Did you guys notice ECW Hardcore TV was was popping up on the list this week? Mm-hmm. Oh God! I think, uh, wasn't that just recently added? No, no, that's been no. there since the beginning. That's that's oh, been God. there since the beginning. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, oh, as long as they keep, as soon as they keep adding more new content, you're just going to see that list it changing. Is. You to see more content. Things. Class of the Champions has been a great ad. I went and watched the Slam first City ever. Was second. What's that? Slam City was second on Slam that. City was second. <laughs> yes, it was because you know every one of us here watched it. I caught up on my episodes yeah. this week. Isn't, isn't um, Saturday night's main event coming up soon too? Oh, I hope so. I think they're going to release oh. all those soon. And you knew this those was happening. Be great. 
to, to the guy that was like, I don't know if there's enough content on there. Like back before this started on the board, uh, on the group, it's like, well, hey, this is this is exactly what we expected to happen, right? And it's like, well, no, it's mm-hmm. coming. They're, they're able to say, hey, here's all the pay per views. Hey, here's this. But you're going to start seeing more and more. Remember, they had WrestleMania to think about for a while there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and I think it's coming around, and and it's 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 a glorious thing. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan, guys. I keep saying that it's an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. It feels unless like unless you're a stockholder, then it's kind unless of... you're <laughs> if you're a stockholder, you're not a wrestling <laughs> fan, okay? Typically, probably. Ugh. Yeah, you're just a money hungry jerk, <laughs> guys. <Bobby>. But... <laughs> Don't yell at me. I gotta, I, I gotta tell you, the jury's out on that one. I can't tell if it's really good or not. It might be really good. That might have been really good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm just mad with this whole initiative with the, like, referring friends with the network thing. Everybody I know already has it. So it's <laughs> That's like, a thing. Hey guys, do you want, you want, you want to subscribe to the network? So if you want to subscribe to the network, you know, please, I don't know, how, how please, does the system work? Like, don't you know, don't we have to email them at... or something like that? I'm just going to, like, email all of my colleagues from work and hope some of them are wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I know one from work that I've been talking to that was interested in the network, so I wanted to look that up. <laughs> get, get that gift card, sir. Get that gift card. There's a limited edition shield trip that just went off today. There you go. There you go. Hey, guys. Let me know. What did you learn from wrestling this week? How about you, Bobby? Did you learn something? you learn anything, buddy? To me again, first. Come on, man. I, well, I don't want Everybody keeps t- taking your stuff. I, know, I want to I make can't. sure you're okay, buddy. I had something, and I was thinking of for, for what I learned, and now I can't remember what it was. All right. How about you, LB? <laughs> On the spot. Did you learn something, LB? Oh, I'm sure I did, Sork. Uh... <laughs> None of us remember. <laughs> It is 4:20 after all. None of us remember a clever way to say it. It is, rest, it is the show 4:20, so nobody remembers anything. Dead air. Oh, oh, okay. Here's one. Uh, I'm looking forward to when John Cena makes out with the Usos' girlfriends in front of them and then uh, rolls them down a ramp in a wheelchair. <laughs> what? There it is. There it is. Got it. Wow. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Um, what about you know, Bobby? Right. Bobby, did you get anything yet? Yeah, I, 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 I want to commend. I learned um, that Damien Sandow is awesome because tonight on main event he dressed as Sherlock Holmes and he's a good little soldier. And that there's a new stable in the WWE and they're comprised mostly of the element neon. Hmm. That's John Cena in the USS. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is it like Neon Action Time Go? Yeah, uh, super action, super happy action, neon extreme force go. All right, thanks, Bobby. Um, what about you, Riz? What'd you learn from wrestling this week? I learned it's bow time. It's bow time. It's bow time on Friday, buddy. It's happening. Bow time. I really. Hey, yo, we we brought. It's I think not on, impossible. On wrap up, we were. Impossible. On wrap up, we were talking about the idea that we really can't hope. Still challenge. Are you still talking? Uh, on the on the wrap up, we talked about the idea that we really hope that uh, uh, Bo Dallas 
uh, uh, encounters Hulk Hogan since they're both on SmackDown. Oh God! <sighs> Ooh, see if Hulk that Hogan is going to be awesome. Uh, Wheels, how about you? What did I learn from wrestling? I have learned that that lollipop that uh, good old uh, Adam Rose was sucking on is a rose. So, there. I think Bruce asked that question. What the hell it is? So it's a rose. Hmm. No, what I asked was what's in it? That, I can't answer. Okay. <laughs> Everlasting gobstopper. Mr. Uh, Mainstream Media, Matt Collins, what'd you learn? Um, well, hey, I did learn um, through YouTube. There's like a Shikara video that's mm-hmm. floating around uh, with kind of like a I guess like the history of Shakara. I've never watched Shakara before. Yeah. Uh, but I watched this little like five minute video, which is kind of like a retrospective. I learned there are a lot of variations on the ant character in Shakara. Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there is. 20 or 30 of them. Um, and I was losing track of which was which. But I thought you were going to say, talk about Kuka Bunny and uh, CM, CP Monk. <laughs> no, that's, um, I guess that's for another day. That is for another day. Awesome. Uh, well, I what did you learn? Uh, I learned from wrestling this week. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, I, you know, I, the, the Wyatts, you know, we talked a little bit about the Wyatts earlier, but the Wyatts are bringing that tingly feeling to the back of my neck that I enjoy from wrestling. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yes. I, I just loved the the uh, promo he had at the beginning of Raw. I even noticed, I think Mike brought up last night on the wrap-up, how they interrupted the intro to go into that. Um, for whatever reason, I always miss the intro. Uh, you know, getting ready to sit down for it, you know, whatever I'm wrapping up beforehand. Um, but that was cool. And him going in and talking about the teacher and, and say, here I am and you're in an old folks' home with your ideas. Like, oh my God, that's so tremendous and that's the other thing kind of leading to the thing earlier because said you know the anti-establishment ideas i think are also what's carrying over with the wyatt's that everybody's getting into it so there okay. was a lot of uh lights in that crowd last night yeah that was weird that was weird. All right, guys, on that note, hey, it's been the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Thank you, uh, Hot Wheels. Thank you, Matt Carlins. Thank you, uh, The Riz, uh, Bobby FJ Town, uh, the DJ Lunchbox, the Papa Lunchbox, uh, for joining us. I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitter. Of course, you can drop us Thank a line. You, We're over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, YouTube, video, audio formats, Blip TV as well. Uh, you can also drop us a line, email address. Good times. Have a good time. Good times. Or 412-206-WMS0. Thanks again to Michael Allen at Mike Allen PR on the Twitters. Hit him up. Follow him. He's been helping us out with the show notes and the tweets all night long every week. Um, and, of course, you can join us here live Tuesdays, live.sogertronmedia.com at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We go all the way through. 11 p.m. is our Indie Mayhem show. That's an interview series that we've been doing. Uh, 20 episodes as of this week, of course. Uh, a little bit of uh, people we know, myself and Eamon, uh, from our regions up here in Pittsburgh in the indie wrestling scene and uh, his area down in Texas uh, for the indie wrestling scene and everywhere in between. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We had Justin Labar 
of course, of WrestleZone and the Bleacher Report was on the show last week. Uh, a rare on-camera uh, interview about his career, how he came to wrestling. Uh, a really, I didn't, I did not realize his experience as young. Uh, I guess his, uh, I think he said his father was involved with the uh, 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 local promotions back when, like the WWF guys used to be in there. So very young, he got to see a lot of the backstage. A really fun interview. Go check that out. Plus, we talk about the Japanese invasion of indie wrestling on episode 19 of that Indie Mayhem show. That's over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, of course. So thank you, everybody in the chat room, hopping all night, having fun, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Mayhem out. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, wait.